Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan world naturals bikini pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 87th episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. I am actually accompanied by a special guest today who is co-hosting this episode with me. And it's mostly because Sarah felt she had, well, nothing to contribute to this one. But also because I am currently working on a really cool training and nutrition, virtual and in-person program with my good friend slash vegan chef, slash vegan nutritionist and the amazing creator behind most of the recipes in my cookbook. If you have it, I know a lot of you do, the Vegan Bodybuilders Cookbook. So she is here with us today. Let's all give a big warm welcome to Amy Longard. Well, hello, everyone. It's nice to sit down for an adult conversation and be back here on the podcast after what, three years now of holding it down as a working mom? Yeah. So basically, most of my time is spent talking to my toddler, so thank you for inviting me. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds kind of sad, but yeah, the work-life, mom-life balance struggle is real, for sure. I just really wanted to host this podcast with you so that we could share some of our tried-and-true time-saver mom-life tips and suggestions with everyone listening and that goes from self-care which is very important to losing the baby weight that we gain during pregnancy and of course some of our best mom health hacks and family friendly recipes but it's not just for parents okay I think everybody listening whether you're you're a parent or not you can get some good stuff out of this episode. And we're also going to talk a little bit, I think, about incorporating healthy food and how to prioritize our health, whether or not you're caring for small children. Exactly. But I must say, it's weird going back to the baby weight thing. I actually didn't gain that much weight, you know, early postpartum. I was pretty thin, actually, for the first year, mainly because I was walking with my kid in the stroller all the time, and that was kind of my main form of exercise. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like now that, like, I'm not pushing the stroller or that, like, I'm over 40 now. but I find it's a little bit harder for me to maintain my fitness so I have to be super conscientious about prioritizing it these days okay well let's dive into that a bit then because I think this is relatable for anyone whether you're a busy mom or not and I think it's a good time of year to talk about it because a lot of people they've let their new year's resolution slip away or because it's such a cold crappy time of year a lot of people just are having trouble sticking to their health and fitness goals in general. So let's start with you, Amy. What would you say are your biggest fitness struggles these days? For me, I really find it's just I don't have much time to work out 
because I'm with my kid most of the time and with that little free time, like when she's in childcare, I'm trying to use that to work. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not one of those people that gets up at 5 a.m. to get my workout. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I hear you on the early mornings. I've never been one to work out at the crack of dawn either. I never will be. But what I say to you, Amy, is what I say to all of my clients. And that's if it's important to you, you will find time. And if it's not, you will find an excuse. And I will suggest to you what I did as a self-employed single mom for the first couple of years in Harry's life. And my motto was just get it in small bursts throughout the day whenever possible. So whether it was a few push-ups, squats, and pull-ups while Harry was napping in the afternoon, a little ab circuit in the evening after I got him into bed, stretching in the living room while he was, you know, playing with his toys, or literally, I've there have been times I am lunging with him on my back because to me it was more about just getting in those little bursts of fitness throughout the day so that when I lay my head down on the pillow every night, I knew that I did my best to be the fittest Sam Shorky that I still identified with even amidst the thick of those early baby rearing days. And that stage is brutal, okay? I'm not gonna lie. I don't ever wanna go back there again. So I feel for all you parents in those first 12 months, 18 months, they're they're tough. Mm -hmm. But sure. so are you. I think, I think, you know, being a mom is obviously a huge challenge. And yeah, I guess in the early days, my workouts have definitely changed from when she was like under one years old. Like I said, there was a lot of stroller walking. I did a lot of baby wearing. So I was literally carrying around a little weight with me at all times. And I did a lot of mini workouts when, you know, when she was home until she was about two. But now she's so active and so busy. But then, yeah, she's in childcare now. So for me, the big thing was booking myself into fitness classes when I knew she was in care. Mm. Yeah, daycare was also a game changer for me. And just like everything in life, I made sure to schedule my workout in at the end of every single day. Harry was in daycare. That hour before I picked him up, that was my workout time. And I even made sure when choosing a daycare that there was a gym nearby I could go to because again, this was a priority for me. And even to this day, Harry is now in kindergarten. And you know, my clients are always using the I don't have time excuse for skipping the gym or not getting a little workout in at home. And literally there are some days that I go flying into the gym with 20 minutes before I have to go pick up Harry from school. And the gym staff laughs at me because I am a woman on a mission. I'm like rushing in there, taking my coat off as I'm scanning my key fob. And I spend that 20 minutes getting as sweaty as humanly possible because that is the time that I have dedicated to my fitness and that is who I identify as and I'd rather be sticking to my fitness goals than sitting in my car parked outside the school for 20 minutes waiting for Harry to get out. Okay so I'm just going to be the devil's advocate here. I'm sure a lot of people would think like well it's only 20 minutes what's the point like how much can you actually do in that short period of time? Yeah and I would say to them clearly you've never done 20 burpees in a row or 20 box jumps or even running on the spot for 60 seconds seconds followed by 60 seconds of jumping jacks okay you could literally do that at home for a total of 10 minutes screw 20 minutes do that for 10 minutes and you will be completely winded and sweaty af and definitely consider that a workout something is definitely always better than nothing so i think that's great i agree so because more than anything, it's about setting the tone of consistency 
in this area of your life. And I think that's what is so crucial that especially in those early days of being a mom, it's not even about the amount of time or even the intensity of your workout. It's being in action on a daily basis, committing to whatever that priority is. For me, it's daily exercise and just making sure to continue that, to make time for that priority, for that exercise. And that's doing something for yourself. Exactly, which is not something every mother can easily do. And I do want to talk about getting derailed because this is something I'm noticing is coming up a lot now that it's cold and flu season. It's even something that gets covered a lot in a personal trainer course or a group fitness certification because people are always getting derailed. They're always falling off the wagon and, you know, people sign up for a fitness and training program. They're excited. They're motivated. They're off to a great start and then say they get sick, they get injured, they're battling whatever new bullshit virus is going around these days. Then they take a few days off, but the whole time they're hating on themselves and feeling so down on themselves for getting sick and not being able to work out. And then what happens? They either throw in the towel altogether because the week didn't go perfectly according to plan or because they can't work out they go into pity party mode and say ah screw it eat like shit they're sick might as well eat like crap too which is funny to me like as a nutritionist I think when you're sick you should actually be doubling down on healthy food to support your immune system really load up on the nutrient dense foods and also remember you should really be avoiding sugar when you're sick because it's actually an immune suppressant yeah I always think it's funny how often clients will tell me that they're sick so they haven't gone to the gym for a few days and their nutrition has been crap too and like I get it that when you feel sick you don't feel like cooking but why can't you still eat healthy when you know that that's going to help you get better you know I think it's like they're using being sick as an excuse for a sympathy invite to eat whatever they want I don't get it but again it will always come back to what I said earlier If it's important to you, you will find time for it. If not, you will find an excuse. And that literally applies to being too sick, too tired, having your period, not having a babysitter. You know what? A 40 pound child makes an awesome weight for squats and and presses. If you're stuck working out at home, no excuses. So look, we're not seriously throwing out the no excuse hashtag. (laughs) I know, I kind of cringed when I said that, but... There is some truth to it. But I mean, you know, you hear people saying like everyone has the same amount of the time in in the day. That's kind of a big spiel we hear in the health and fitness world a lot. Mm -hmm. But what I think Sam is really trying to get at is that you need to find your why and setting your priorities based on that why. So be clear on these priorities. For instance, if cooking is a high, like cooking for me is like my number one priority and it will always be a higher priority on my list than say cleaning. So if you come over to my house, chances are you will get a good meal, but my house probably is not spotless. Yeah, and I love that you actually brought up the the why because I think we did a whole podcast episode on being intentional and knowing your why and purpose and reason for pursuing things. And I love your example. I always use the example that I am not a homeowner. Owning a house has never been that important to me. However, buying organic healthy food is a massive priority for me. So I encourage everybody listening to really assess what they 
things in your life occur the most. Look at where your time is spent and even look at your bank and credit card statements to see where your money is spent because those are clearly what your priorities are in life. And maybe that does mean ordering takeout often because you hate cooking or are too tired to cook. I had one recently that I thought was funny, a client saying they couldn't afford to buy any more training sessions with me, but then they were ordering out two, three times a week. Mm -hmm. Well, a training Mm -hmm. session with me is the cost of one meal from Uber Eats. Mm -hmm. But look at where your priorities are. You complain about being overweight, but that's where your money's going to, you know? So really look at your own life. Look at those credit card bank statements and check out what your own priorities are. And in the case of, say, ordering out from Uber Eats, like if being like healthy is important to you, why don't you kind of dive into looking at maybe a healthy meal delivery service instead? Mm -hmm. Like if you don't have the time to cook, there's a lot of options. Like I know here in Ottawa, you can choose services that will customize and make whole foods, plant-based options for you. And to be honest, if you're ordering those kind of meal services, they actually tend to be a lot cheaper than ordering out from directly from restaurants. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I've never used one myself. Yeah. Or another example, all you Netflix addicts out there. Hey, I am all for binge watching your favorite shows, but if you're claiming that you want to transform your health and change your physique, there is no reason why you can't do some ab exercises while you're watching the TV or get some ankle weights or booty bands from Amazon and do a little butt workout while you're watching your favorite show. And for me, actually, I love watching shows while cooking. Yeah. Or I always watch my favorite trashy reality TV shows while I'm writing client plans at night. And you know what that is. Definitely. I've touched on this in past podcast episodes, but it's what I call habit stacking, where you pair something you don't want to do with something you love to do. I do that with cooking. I don't actually love cooking. Well, I don't mind cooking, but I will listen to my favorite podcasts or audiobooks to make my meal prep a more enjoyable experience, something that I'm not dreading but looking forward to. Or I know for some people, maybe they'll look more forward to cooking if they get to listen to their favorite music. I actually have a good example of habit stacking that I use for my workouts. I often invite friends to meet me for a workout and then we'll go for a coffee coffee afterwards. So it's sort of like something to look forward to, a reward, and also being so busy. I don't have a lot of time to see friends, but I want to work out and I want to see friends. And to be honest, I find it's really hard these days for me to see my friends. I'm pretty tired at nights. Um, Since becoming a mom? Yes, I'm Mm. I'm exhausted. So it sucks because I am an extrovert and I do really like fill my cup with social outings, seeing people. Mm. So for me to do my sort of habit stacking in this sense is that I plan the gym so I get to socialize with my friends. I'm working out. I'm kind of filling my cup in many ways. Yeah, and you know it's hilarious as you're saying that. I do that with dates, with meeting guys, but I love that that it's still us scheduling our day based around our priorities and for me it really works well with the dates because if I'm not that keen to meet someone, I'll suggest let's meet at the gym. That way it's like feeding two birds with one scone. I get to see if there's chemistry slash attraction whilst getting my workout done and of course I can check his form and see how much he benches, so. Um, If that is not the most Sam Shorky sentence of all sentences, (laughs) I don't know what is. Like, um, you veganized a famous metaphor... (laughs) 
<laughs> and then you follow it up with the most meathead dating advice I've ever heard. I think I have said the feed two birds with one scone on the podcast a few times, but yeah, it is a good one. But no, for real. And and by the way, guys, if you're one of those people who just can't get motivated to work out at home and you're struggling to find the motivation to go to the gym, and maybe you don't have a big social circle like Amy, who seems to know everybody, it's crazy, but you like the idea of being motivated by other people, then maybe do some kind of group fitness class. That could be your jam, whether it's an aerobic style class, yoga, Pilates, boot camp, hit style. There are literally so many classes out there and a lot of people purposely go to the classes for the social aspect just as much as the workout. So, you know, the the classes do usually run on a very specific schedule and that could be a good thing for you if you find a class that works with your own daily lifestyle, then that helps you stick to a solid routine, which actually brings us to the next point I wanted to cover on this episode because I've always been a fan of following routines and having a schedule to, you know, run my life as best as possible and my business. And I find it's even more important since becoming a parent because yes, you can only keep things to a routine to a certain point, so it's more of like a flexible schedule when you have kids, but in my mind, I'm always thinking about meal prep. So that goes for my own vegan bodybuilder meal prep and also making sure that Harry has food for his lunches and healthy dinners. He gets the same breakfast every morning, a superfood oatmeal, but then on the weekends, I like to get a good chunk of my cooking done when he's with his dad, so I will usually make a big batch of healthy muffins for him. I'll freeze them so that they last a full two weeks. If you don't have kids, you can still do this, but make protein muffins for your own work lunches. There are so many good protein muffin recipes out there, and it's going to be a lot healthier and far more macro-friendly to bring a protein muffin to have with your 10 a.m. coffee than grab something from Starbucks or the closest coffee shop. And another one, I make protein balls every week, sometimes twice a week, because they're so easy. I whip up a batch in like five minutes and I include those on Harry's lunches and also keep them in the fridge as a little sweet treat for myself when cravings are high. Yeah, I I love that. I actually kind of forgot about protein balls for some reason, considering I hang around with you so much and you're always (laughs) feeding them to me. I think I'm going to start adding that to my rotation too. And I actually have an awesome protein ball recipe on my blog and in my ebook that I'll make sure to include on the show notes for this episode. But yeah, basically Basically, I really just want us to cover, you know, when life gets in the way, most of us have a pretty good idea of what we should be eating, especially you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you weren't trying to prioritize your health and fitness. But let's face it, life is busy, life is hard, life gets in the way of our best intentions when it comes to our body goals or our health and nutrition goals. And, you know, for instance, how often do we start the week saying, we're going to eat super clean exercise every day next thing you know you're at work later than expected you're too damn tired to even think about cooking and then what happens you end up putting on your sweatpants calling uber eats and binge watching something on netflix so i know a lot of my clients say it's stressful for them to have to come up with quick and easy meals that are healthy and that will also appeal to the whole family when they're the one cooking for everybody so i'd love to know as a nutritionist 
nutritionist and chef. What do you make in those kinds of situations, Amy? We always, like weekly, we have some sort of curried stew. Usually it's something like chickpeas, sweet potatoes, coconut milk, and some spices. Serve that over rice or quinoa. Mm -hmm. We also love doing like a basic stir fry. Again, you can serve it over the same rice or quinoa that you've used for your curry. Let me think. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Stir fries, although convenient, and I like the idea of them because it's easy and it's a great way to have lots of veggies, even use up what veggies are going bad. But I don't know. There's something to me about stir fries that just don't sound all that appealing. And to be honest, Harry never really wants to eat them either. But surprisingly enough, we are both fans of a quick and easy deconstructed sushi bowl that I also put on a lot of my clients' meal plans. And I'll just like throw some chopped cucumber onto a little bowl of rice and then some edamame beans, again, frozen, get the pre-shelled ones, sprinkle on some sesame seeds, seaweed flakes, and a drizzle of soy sauce. And both of us will eat that for dinner and it's super easy and tasty. I think Gwenny would like that too, actually. But it's funny you say about the stir fries that you guys don't really like them that much. I love them. My husband loves them. But Gwenny kind of, it's funny. She'll eat like the rice. She'll pick out the tofu. She'll pick out the mushrooms. But she honestly, and I think Harry likes this too, because I have fed him soups in the past. And we tend to make a lot of soups that are like a lentil or bean based soup with a ton of veggies. And I've noticed that with kids, when you add like a creamy base, it can help them to enjoy it more. So I'll often add coconut milk or a cashew cream. Yeah, Harry does love soup, actually. Surprisingly, you would think that soups wouldn't be that appealing to small kids, but if there's noodles in them, even lentils, he thinks the lentils are noodles. So he's always a big fan of soup. By the way, I'm sure a lot of you parents listening are thinking, when we mentioned the curry earlier, what kid actually wants to eat curry? And like Amy said, her three-year-old loves curry. So does Harry. I don't know what it is. Like, usually mine are lentils or chickpea based. Again, I think they like the rice and the the creaminess that Amy mentioned about the soup. I think it goes for the curries as well. Well, yeah, I think it with kids, it does come down to exposing them to these sort of dishes over time. They might not like them right away. So don't get discouraged. For kids, it's a lot of us as parents modeling what we want our kids to eat. Like you can't expect your kids to eat veggies if they don't see you also eating veggies. They're not going to eat a curry if you're not eating. Mm -hmm. It just takes time and consistency. um, And you've kind of apply that to any sort of goals in your life things don't happen right away but honestly it is super frustrating when you cook a big meal for your kid and then they won't eat it oh yeah and that's I think why I admit that I tend to make a lot of the same easy quick meals for Harry all the time because I know he loves them and it is frustrating when we all are pressed for time and then you do dedicate a whole hour to some kind of fancy meal that you're really thinking everyone gonna love and then of course your kid refuses to eat them. I I will share with everybody a game changer recipe for my weekly meal prep uh, that I have to give Amy the credit for is her cheesy noodles recipe that Harry literally begs Amy to make every time we hang out and it's you're roasting a bag of frozen butternut squash with some garlic, onion, salt, and pepper. Again, super easy. Throw a bag of frozen squash, chop an onion, put it in the oven. Then after it's roasted, you're going to blend it up with some cashews, nutritional yeast, 
turmeric to get that cheese looking color plus all the health benefits and a, just a, da a little squeeze of lemon juice. Mix that with some water in your blender until it's a smooth sauce and then I always freeze half of it and then basically when it's time for dinner, all right, cook some noodles with some frozen peas thrown in at the end, toss on the sauce and there Harry, Harry's healthy dinner is served in like 10 to 15 minutes and I swear to God that kid will happily eat that for dinner at least two, three nights a week. And just to be clear, if you are roasting it, you might want to plan ahead for that, like maybe roasting it midday, like the sweet potatoes, or you could use squash. So roasting the veggies takes about 25 minutes, but I think what you're saying, Sam, is that you'll roast them and then you do the blending, you heat it up, you're good to go for your meal prep for Harry. Yeah, exactly. I'll always roast it during the day when he's at school and then do the blending either before I make dinner or if I have time before I pick him up and before I go to the gym, of course. Okay, so next up, I think I just wanted to cover while we've got you on the podcast, just some general meal planning rules because when we had you on the podcast the first time, it was a really popular episode. So that tells me people really are hungry, no pun intended, for some general meal prep, meal planning rules. I know we've talked about this before, Amy, that we always are paying attention to what's going bad in our fridge. A lot of people always say to me like, oh, well, when I buy fruits and vegetables, they always go bad because I don't eat them fast enough. You know, how can I cook everything by the end of the week? Well, you got to pay attention. You got to look what's in your fridge and see what is going bad. And then what are our go-tos? Probably the same things. What do you do with the stuff that's going bad in your fridge? Well, scrambles is a huge one. So for those yeah. who don't know, tofu scramble. Tofu scramble, always in my weekly meal prep. That is a must and a good way to use up everything that's going bad. Booyah. And smoothies, of course. Green juices. You can just blend like if things are going bad, if they're just kind of wilting and not beautiful anymore, they can still be eaten, blended, tossed in to whatever smoothie you're doing. And also by the way, scrambles, you can really put in any veggies. Like don't feel like you have to follow a recipe. Use any of those vegetables in your fridge. Anything. Totally. It's so true. And also I always keep frozen spinach and frozen fruit in my freezer at all times because they don't go bad. So if say I have used up all the fruits and vegetables in my fridge and I haven't got to the grocery store, in a pinch I can still whip together a macro friendly super easy smoothie by just throwing some spinach, frozen fruit, and a scoop of protein powder and water or whatever plant milk you have on hand. So again, don't make an excuse. Anyone can make a smoothie at any point in time and scrambles, any veggies go. Another big one for me is I have a really awesome vegetable steamer. It can steam like multiple things at once and every week, sometimes twice a week, I will steam whatever green veggies I bought that week, whatever seasonal vegetables I have on hand and then I just keep them steamed and cooked in the fridge so I can always just throw that into whatever I'm having usually with marinated tofu or tempeh, whatever protein I'm having. And also if you don't have like a fancy steamer like Sam's, you can literally just put a tiny bit of water in the bottom of your pot and steam whatever veggies you have. But yeah, so we do steam veggies as well at our house um, and we don't have a fancy steamer, but we also love doing roasted veggies. So generally when we do those, we make a couple big trays because honestly, they're so delicious. You kind of can just pick away at the vegetables. Like we, we love them. But you know what I've noticed is that Harry is not a fan of roasted veggies. He actually prefers plain steamed broccoli or plain green beans. No, Gwenny loves steamed broccoli as well. I don't think you really, like, for those of you that have kids, you don't need to overthink it. Sometimes 
kids will eat really, really plain stuff, like not even seasoned. Mm -hmm. Plum sauce goes a long way with kids, guys. They will eat a lot of vegetables if they have something tasty to dip it in. And for me, I don't really care about the sugar content in plum sauce as long as I know he's getting tons of veggies in with it. And as I mentioned earlier, with the steamed vegetables, like for my own meal prep, Harry's not a big fan of tofu. He definitely won't eat cubed tofu, but I do eat a lot of it to hit my protein targets for the day. And I'm always marinating tofu in the fridge and then air frying it the next day. So at any given day, you look in my fridge, they'll either be marinating tofu in there or cooked tofu because I already air fried it. And I love to have something like that always on the ready to use as a protein with whatever lunch or dinner I might be having. And so for the night that Harry's having nuggets and broccoli, well, I'm having marinated tofu and the broccoli without the, the plum sauce. And for us, we actually always have like a batch of grains cooked up too. So everyone loves white rice. Like yep. kids love it. Bodybuilders. Bodybuilders love it. <laughs> it's universally loved. Yeah. Um, but what we tend to do is we actually cook rice and quinoa together, like white rice with quinoa because they actually have the same cooking time. So you can literally cook them in the same pot. Mm. So we cook that together just because you have the deliciousness of rice along with the extra protein that comes along with quinoa. Oh, I've never thought of doing that, but that's actually a really good idea. And yeah, same with like, I kind of do that in the sense with uh, when I do make Harry his cheese noodles or most kids love noodles I will buy the bean noodles the bean based noodles he doesn't know the difference as long as it's a fun shaped noodle and that guarantees that he's getting extra protein and not just a bunch of empty carbs as delicious as the real noodles are and by the way if you don't have any children, we're sorry for all these kid mentions, but these suggestions can definitely apply to any picky eater in your life, whether they are an adult or a child. Exactly. And speaking of adults who might not be on board with your choice to embark on a health and fitness journey, we definitely wanted to touch on the importance of having positive allies in your corner when you're trying to eat better and prioritize your health and fitness. I know a lot of people in our lives usually do have good intentions or the best of intentions. They genuinely do want to see us succeed in life, but unfortunately, some people aren't necessarily the right kind of people to help keep us on track. And this is often why your partner can really influence your habits based on their own health and fitness habits for good or for bad, right? We see a lot of couples, they tend to be the same weight or the same level of fitness. And often what happens is if one of them decides that they're ready to get healthier, they start making all these positive changes and their partner or a family member, whoever, can sometimes be triggered by it and in doing so not be fully supportive of these healthy measures that their loved one is taking. I mean, it can be a family or, or friends or even, you know, when you go to work with your healthy lunch and your Tupperware, one of your colleagues could say something to you that, you know, isn't super supportive, maybe not on purpose, but just maybe it's triggering them. Or, you know, your close group of girlfriends could make you feel a little bit guilty for not wanting to go for drinks on girls night, like, or maybe you just have one drink. So you really need to get back to your why and remember what your priorities are. And maybe that means you're just going out and having like a lighter dinner, like maybe a healthier, like bootable, which a lot of restaurants have now. Yeah. 
um, and maybe just a glass of water um, and that's what you're gonna do for that night and you're not missing out on seeing your friends like as I said before for me like those friendships and going out are so important it fills my cup but what you might find is that you know as you become more clear on your path and your priorities you're actually gonna find people that align with that lifestyle that you're trying to achieve or that are kind of working towards you know health and fitness just like you are yeah absolutely I know I can definitely relate to this very much going back to my 20s when I was a total bar star go figure most of my closest friends at that time were also into nightclubs and trying to get free tequila shots every weekend and then when I was competing in bikini competitions I basically isolated myself from everyone I knew except other competitors because I was in such a weird little bubble at the time that I I just felt like nobody really understood what I was going through and I really connected with other competitors who had gone through it or who were also in prep mode and it really helped me feel supported in in a different kind of way and even now being in the mom phase of my life I would say Amy with you like we are closer now than ever before and it probably has a lot to do with the fact that we're both vegan moms of a similar age with similarly aged kids and we both value health and nutrition and obviously being the best moms we can be and helping each other out wherever necessary and as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that we together are really hard at work creating a program together that is open to anyone listening any vegans out there or veg curious but we're just trying to go after like-minded people out there we want to help you bridge the gap between training and nutrition and your goals for these areas and just help you to get into a good groove of living a healthy vegan lifestyle so if you like this podcast and would love to actually take part in live workouts with me and with Amy she'll be doing them too and this is going to happen for an entire month and don't forget cooking classes for a whole month yes with Amy coaching calls with both of us yeah. And we're also doing a private Facebook group to build on that community for anyone that is part of our program. Yes. And this is just scratching the surface of all the cool stuff that comes with this program. And it's open to locals here in Ottawa with us if you want to come and do it live in person with us but it's also open to literally anyone all over the world because we don't want to leave anybody out we are doing all the workouts live on zoom together in person if you're in Ottawa and from your living room if you're not it's going to be super interactive and that's honestly why we're running this program now we are targeting this to be the over 40 crowd mm-hmm. and obviously because both Sam and I are over 40 um, amen yeah 40 and loving it we love it we love it <laughs> but if you're under 40 and you do want to participate just send us a message and we'll see if you're a good fit for the program yeah and the main reason we're opening this month-long program up to the 40 plus crowd is honestly because we really just want to foster a community of plant loving people in an age group where let's be honest most of us are overloaded with responsibilities we're exhausted mentally and physically and it's kind of just harder to make friends at this age let alone other health conscious 
age-appropriate vegan friends. So we're really trying to make this as community-driven as possible, but also be your coaches in all things fitness and vegan nutrition and give you some awesome workouts to do and do them with you. Like, how fun is that? Come on. I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited to join the workouts. I'm excited to be cooking with everybody. I just can't wait to show you guys how easy and fun it can be to eat food that is actually good for you. And support your exercise goals. So the the meals, the recipes that Amy's going to be cooking alongside with you, they're all going to be high protein. I tried her ginger tofu beef today at lunch and it was awesome. I think that's gonna be one of the recipes. So we've got all you vegan bodybuilders covered. Same with workouts, I don't care what fit level you're at I'm going to have modifications for every exercise so that you're working out on your own level and I'm doing the workout with you so you can check my form you know exactly what to do and how to do it comfortably and confidently and speaking of how to do it if you're thinking about joining our program we encourage you to really think about your why and why you want to do this yes and we're here to really help everyone with the how Yes, I like that. Yeah, honestly, guys, I'm so excited. I've never done something like this before. I've always been very much a virtual over email coach, but this is a really fun program that I'm excited to do with Amy. We work so well together and we're super excited to share a face-to-face live interactive experience with not only my clients but also any podcast listeners out there and social media supporters i think it's going to be really fun and hopefully super informative for everybody and also just a good way to kick start a healthy fit lifestyle for you for the long haul if you think you can handle us for a whole month so if this interests you please head on over to my website at jackedonthebeanstalk.com to learn more. I'm honestly really looking forward to this to help me find motivation as a busy mom during what is like the coldest, most depressing time of the year. (laughs) My motivation definitely was waning since the holidays. So I am really looking forward to meeting with everybody and especially looking forward to cooking with you. And I look forward to kicking your ass in the most loving way possible and getting some new high protein recipes into my own meal prep because Amy is honestly the best vegan chef I know. And I know you are going to love her just as much as I do. So again, head on over to my website. We're kicking off the program in just a few short weeks. So sign up early because we are offering early bird pricing right now. So yeah, go check it out. Let's get jacked. I think that's it for this episode. Hope you guys got some good tips and ideas out of this one, whether you join the program or not. But I do hope you'll really consider joining joining so we can cook and work out with you and hopefully inspire some awesome, positive, lifelong, healthy habits for you. All the best, guys. Yeah, we got to go pick up our kids now. One shorty sister plus Amy Longard 